0: Hello everybody and welcome to another episode of That's Absurd Please elaborate, I'm your co-host Julian Hugot And I'm the other
1: co-host, Trace Dominguez Hi,
0: we're, we're happy to have you here.
1: Yeah, in every episode of That's Absurd, Please Elaborate, we assign each other a question to answer. Those questions could be ridiculous, they could be silly, they can be far out, they can be whatever, and then we use our science communication talents to find a real scholarly-ish answer.
0: Yes. <laughs> well, we do our best, okay? <laughs> we're really trying over that here. That
1: was a very affirmative answer. Yeah, yes. and then I had to
0: back off a little bit because I remembered who I am and what I do and how I operate, and I was like, you know, it'll be it'll be fun. It'll be fun, at least. (laughs) Before we kick off our our questions and get into our answers, uh, do you have any science news that caught your eye this week that you want to talk about? I
1: do, actually. Uh, So I like to keep an eye on, you know, a prize to the sciencey stuff that's going on just for both this podcast, but also other things that I do. And Science Magazine just published that, quote, At long last, ocean drillers exhume a bounty of rocks from Earth's mantle.
0: From the mantle?
1: That's right. So I thought that was pretty cool because we've all seen those science fiction films of like getting to the Earth's core and like, uh, you know, journey to the center of the Earth and all of that. Um, And the... Core is really, it's really far. Yeah. And basically impossible to get to Uh because it's so hot. Yeah. Yeah. Just like me.
0: Oh, come on. It's why I'm so unavailable (laughs) emotionally.
1: Well, you should talk to your wife about that. (laughs) It's
0: it's her biggest complaint (laughs) is how hot I am. Not that I'm emotionally unavailable.
1: Do you know where the thinnest part of the crust is? Not your crust, but the Earth's.
0: Oh, okay. Uh, I mean, I'd have to assume like the ocean floor
1: right yeah exactly yeah. yeah that makes total sense right you're not gonna go start drilling at the top of like the rocky mountains no that's and be more, like we're gonna
0: get to the crust from that's here. more rock first of all <laughs> why would you carry all this drilling equipment up the mountain and Just then to, you know you know at the very least start at sea level but under the sea level <laughs> More smarter,
1: right? <laughs> More less, smarter, less
0: thick, so you can get to the gooey mantle underneath, right? Mm. Yeah.
1: Wait, is
0: Earth just like a brownie? You're gonna say a brownie? Like You're thinking a delicious, of a brownie,
1: like truffled chocolate mm. with like a praline interior? Mm-hmm. I think spicy because it's you know it's hot.
0: I, I see. I went brownie because I'm thinking like the edge pieces, you know, they get all mm, all crispy. Crusty. But then you want the gooey mantle underneath. And then, of course, in the center of the brownie is a big ball of iron.
1: Welcome to That's Absurd. Please eat a lot. This is.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we did have brownies before we recording. Did, yeah,
1: but yeah, we, <laughs> we made brownies.
0: <laughs> your wife was like, hi, Julian, you want a brownie? And I was like, yes. She loves
1: making brownies. It was it's really like really good thing. Um, okay, <laughs> back it to the science It reminded news. me
0: of the earth. <laughs>
1: Um, In 1961, there was a mission to get crust rock. So below the Earth's crust is the mantle. The mantle yeah. just has liquefied or, you know, molten really rock. I say liquefied, people are going to get mad. But it's essentially like molten rock. So they have to drill through the crust to get to the mantle, to get that mantle rock. Why would we want to do that? We want to learn about the Earth. We want to learn about how it, how, how it came to be, how we got here, everything. Did we also want to do it to beat the Reds? You like, know, probably. Y- you say
0: 1961, and I'm thinking that's the same year that Kennedy's like, we will go to the moon and do the other things were yeah. these the other things maybe i think the, you i know, always you could be right the vagueness of that speech always bothered me did we have a secret race to the center of the earth so if we lost to the oh, ruskies we wow. could be like a oh, big deal we got to the mantle Let's
1: I see you would do that communism totally watch that movie <laughs> i would totally watch Back up
0: to the space race
1: yeah oh wow oh I'm they, trying to think of a clever name because Space Race is really great. The but like,
0: Inner Space Race?
1: That seems more like a mental health challenge,
0: <laughs> which is
1: also important. So anyway, this month, even though they started in the 60s, this month they finally were able to do it. They succeeded drilling below the seabed in the mid-Atlantic Ocean and collected uh, a core of rock, so like a tube of rock, Mm -hmm. that's a kilometer long. Wow! It consists largely of peridotite, a kind of upper mantle rock, although it's not clear uh, about the samples yet. It's pretty cool looking. There are pictures here on this science article. So it's not there's not much to know yet obviously they just got the samples but they're gonna you know use these to learn more about how our planet came to be and i thought that's pretty freaking cool that is and hot and hot pretty cool
0: and hot and you know what take that soviet union yeah we Wait, beat unless, you to the core <laughs> what's where did the scientists who actually managed to break through where were they where were they from oh shoot does I, it say i closed the you website. closed it
1: was hang on international ocean discovery <laughs> program <laughs> so a international group of scientists uh however jessica warren a mantle geochemist at the university of delaware says that quote getting down to this really fresh stuff has been a dream for decades and decades we're finally gonna see the wizard of oz that's pretty exciting there's also a person from Cardiff University, so that's in Wales. Um, seems like an international group. University of California, Santa Cruz. I'm just skimming from mentions of other universities. Mm, okay. All right. They said they've already started research on the rocks, and eventually they will be able to be researched by everyone, which is pretty awesome.
0: Yeah. Yeah. They didn't break through and find like a whole hollow
1: earth with dinosaurs and stuff. I wish they had. Think about dinosaurs and stuff. They would, of course, all be Soviet dinosaurs now. (laughs) Curse
0: you, Lenin!
1: (laughs) 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 You know, because you got the hammer and hitting the... Because it's always anytime there's a Soviet thing, they gotta have that. Anvil sound. I'm just imagining a
0: chorus of, of Velociraptors singing like the <laughs> national <laughs> thing. I don't know the words, but anyway. <laughs> I mean,
1: I not Is no, that even no. the right tune?
0: I wouldn't oh, have even know. No communist dinosaurs. <laughs> communist <laughs> dinosaurs. Reagan's biggest fear.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the real threat of Jurassic Park. We've got to stop those damn dinosaurs. Again, I would watch this movie. It would be so good. Okay, let's get to let's, our questions let's, A serious
0: time, very serious. This time
1: Honestly, I want to know your question answer so badly I, I want to start with it. you Because I'm just all, really pumped
0: I, I know, I came over and like my first urge Every time I visit before we start recording Is to just blurt the entire answer out to you But I have to save it Because it's I, to me it's always like The joy is in getting to share it and the discovery But first, before we go into that uh, Let me just say, this question was actually submitted by a listener.
1: Ooh, our first listener question! No,
0: This was from Samara D. She submitted several questions and one rather lovely compliment. Thank you, Samara. Thanks, Samara. That's so nice of you. Um, So of her several questions, this one stuck out because I was like, yes, that is a that's absurd question if there ever was one. It's a classic. You'll know exactly what I'm talking about, but here, I'll I'll read her question uh, verbatim from her submission. Samara writes, This question was inspired by a YouTube video I was watching, one of those silly life hack or beating the system videos that may or may not be fake. One of the entries was a man who had created a rather fast vehicle by sitting in one of those yellow janitor carts, holding an umbrella out in front of him like a sail, and blowing a leaf blower into the sail. In the footage, it appears to be quite effective, but I wasn't sure if it was really plausible. Could a vehicle with sails be powered by an anthropogenic wind source located on the vehicle, or would the equal and opposite forces of the wind cancel each other out? Sincerely, Samara D.
1: I read this too, and we were on the phone talking about what questions we were going to pick, and I was like, this is a Julian question. It is so classic, and I love it.
0: It's so Looney Tunes logic, right? Like, you've seen it in, like, Tom and Jerry or whatever, where, like, somebody gets in a boat and holds up a fan and then, like, blows the fan into the sail, and it works, right? And it's, like, total cartoon logic. So I actually found the video that Samara was referencing. What, really? Yes, I did. I have it right here. Now, obviously, oh, this wow. is an audio medium. So <laughs> of course, it, it's in Florida. Sharing it with you. Yeah, it's a guy Whoa! in Florida. But you can see, he takes his little janitor mop bucket. Yeah, Right, yellow. He sits yellow. in it. He revs on up it. His, his,
1: his leaf, leaf blower. blower. And there he goes. Yeah, except... It's definitely fake. All right. Yeah, definitely. Firstly, we only see him going for like 10 or 12 seconds.
0: Well, more importantly, when you actually look more closely, the mop bucket is on an electric skateboard (gasps) and you can see it just underneath him. You can see the little power pack and you can see the skateboard wheels. Yeah, I can see that. He motorized
1: his mop bucket.
0: And he's just comically shaking his umbrella out in front of him as he goes along.
1: Look, I don't want to be a nitpicker. But you can also tell that the umbrella is not propelling him for the same reason that you can always tell when a computer animated sailboat is on the screen. Yeah. Because typically the sailboat has the flags... Going backwards as if the boat is being propelled, not by the wind. Mm, mm -hmm. So if you think of a pirate flag on a pirate ship, Mm -hmm. it should be blowing in the same direction of travel. Mm. And so you don't think of it that way because Mm. we think of boats as motorized. So it's like your boat is going and the pirate flag is flying in the wind behind the boat. But even if it were hanging off the back of the boat, the wind is what is propelling the boat. So the flag would be blowing onto the boat. And so this is the same thing. If you look at the umbrella, the umbrella is concave. Yeah. Because he's pushing the air. The air is pushing the umbrella toward him as opposed to him pushing the air into the umbrella. Yeah. So yeah. that that gave it away for me. Right. But I still appreciate that we're gonna look into this and okay. whether or not it could be possible right. if done correctly.
0: Okay, so my first instinct, despite this video being fake, yep. was this can't work, right? Like thinking of Newton's third law, which is every action has an equal and opposite reaction, right? I think this is probably the least well understood among the general population Mm. of what it actually means, right? People think like, oh, this means I push on something, therefore I move in the opposite direction. What Newton's third law is actually referencing is how two objects exert forces on each other. Yeah. Right? If you hit a nail with a hammer, the hammer exerts a force on the nail, and the nail exerts an equal and opposite force on the hammer.
1: Which makes sense, because, like, if you have a really weak hammer, and you hit a really, I don't know, hard thing, the hammer could break. Yeah. The hammer wouldn't break unless the thing was exerting force back on it. Exactly. Okay,
0: Mm. so my first thought is, like, okay, if you've got a fan, and a fan is blowing air towards the front of the boat, towards the bow, right? should theoretically, if there were no sail, push the boat Backwards, right? This is the the, mm, the yes, got it. principle that, you know, propeller airplanes, jet airplanes work on is you take a mass of air, you throw it in one direction, right? You apply a force to this mass of air and the air applies that same force on, you know, your
1: propeller or your jet and pushes it forward, right? right. So that's, th- I'm thinking of a fan boat. I mean, the, yeah. the fan boat blows uh, backward, sucking air through the boat yep. space and pushing it out the back of the boat yeah. propelling the boat forward
0: yeah it accelerates that air the air has mass so you've got a force you push the boat forward right, right? that same force is applied forward on the boat
1: like the air is a rope and you're like pulling along
0: mm-hmm. now let's say you've got just a sail right on the boat and no fan wind blows into the sail right and the sail has resistance and the the Air pushes the sail forward. But if the fan is pushing air into the sail, right, you'd think those two forces would cancel right. each other if, out.
1: If the fan is on the boat. Yeah. Then the force from the thing like the the fan we will say the big fan. I'm thinking a fan boat, not a leaf blower is like on the boat blowing into the fan or into the sail sail. and the force would just be a a circle It just translate to itself it would be equal and opposite you would think right and the boat would go nowhere okay that's what i thought too i mean that's we talked about this briefly when we were talking about the question and i thought but is the energy from the wind or from like if it's a battery powered fan, isn't the energy from the battery involved somehow? I don't know. I well, was like, I could see. I, I think that's why people are so intrigued by this because you can see how it might work.
0: Yeah. So, well, the battery takes chemical energy, converts it to electrical yeah. Energy. Mechanical to this, do work. And then and the yeah. motor in the fan converts the electrical energy to kinetic, and that's translated to the air. But you'd think the forces all in all would balance each other out, right? You'd think. I'd think. That's wrong. They don't.
1: They don't. So, wait. Are you telling me I could do this? Yes. I yes. Could See, that's what I am Put a fan on a boat. Yes. And point it at the sail. Yes. And move the boat.
0: Yes. OH. Ah!
1: Okay, tell okay, me how. Me I need to know how. Let me explain. This seems wrong.
0: I know. It feels to and my yet, very core I, uh, wrong. I get. Right? I. Because uh, it's know. so Looney Tunes. Yes, it
1: feels wily e. Coyote to me. Now, yes. here's the thing.
0: Here's the thing, okay? Let's say your sail is just a big flat piece of cardboard or plastic or something, right? Mm-hmm. There's no curve to it. So, in this instance, the boat wouldn't go anywhere, right? Oh. Because the air hits it. And then the air gets deflected by the sails to both sides, right? Got it. And let's assume that it's equally blowing in both directions.
1: Yeah, we're assuming a lot of perfection here, but that's fine.
0: So the sideways forces are in balance. So the boat goes nowhere. If your sail is concave, you will get forward motion. Hmm. Because what happens is the air hits the sail and the sail takes it and curves the path of the air. So it's actually
1: getting pushed behind the boat. Oh. So you
0: have a net movement
1: of that air. So the air is sort of pushing against other air. Yeah,
0: so well the the air from the fan it's analogous to if instead of the fan blowing into a sail, you just hooked a tube up to the fan and pointed the tube backwards. It would effectively be the same thing. That massive air is being directed backwards, propelling the boat forward. So it's a really inefficient fan boat. Exactly. It's, oh! It would be the dumbest way of doing it. Because wow. when that air gets channeled back past the fan, some of it gets recirculated by the fan into the sail. So your total mass of air getting tossed backwards is lower. So the boat goes slowly. And this isn't like hypothetical. I found like a science uh, retired science teacher by the name of Bruce Yeaney who actually demonstrated this. Mythbusters did this in like 2012 and the videos are up online. So you can actually see that yes, it does in fact move the boat forward. Now it would be a lot more efficient to just turn the fan around (laughs) and blow directly behind you. Backward because then
1: we're just doing what a jet would do or a fan boat or a propeller plane. Yeah, we're
0: cutting out the middleman of like having the sail redirect it and do a poor job of it but the key takeaway though is because it's the same air that's you know the fan is pushing forward but ultimately is going backwards that does provide a net forward
1: motion hmm
0: yeah Hmm. Now, this got me thinking Is the way I think sails work wrong? Uh,
1: what? Yeah uh, I don't know how sails work all okay. of a sudden I so, thought I did yeah. until now yeah, you Now did. you're making me thinking about it okay. I don't know,
0: if, please elaborate So here, here's the thing Old timey, like, square sails on pirate ships and galleons and whatnot Those work how you think they work, right? Okay They're big rectangle Wind blows into them Pushes against the sail And that pushes the whole boat forward yeah. Right. Got it. Sails today don't work like that. Yeah. Modern sailing boats do not operate using that principle because with that, you can only travel if the wind's you know at your back.
1: Right. OK. I always wondered. How, I mean, I knew the term tacking. Tacking, That's but I, where you go kind of like back and forth mm-hmm. across the mm-hmm. face of the wind, so yeah. you can it takes you longer to get there, like a switch back up a mountain, but mm-hmm. you, you're still using the wind just like on edge, yes, instead of direct. But yeah. I don't you, know how you're, sailboats, you're on the right track. I don't know how you're sailboats on the right work, tack. I guess. Ah. No, no. Ah. No. I like the cut to your jib, <laughs> there's a jibe. We needed a sail. We're, are you rich? I'm not rich. No, I'm i don't, not. I can't afford to
0: actually sail. Yeah, I can only, no.
1: We need some rich people. I can
0: only look up how it works. I can't experience it for myself. <laughs> anyway, so here's here's how sails on modern sailboats work. Is they actually basically operate with the same principle that an airplane wing uses. When hmm. you yeah, when you direct the sail, when you're a sailor on a boat, you don't have the wind blowing directly into the sail to push you along. You actually put the sail pretty much edge on into the wind maybe a little bit of an angle right Hmm. and so this angle you know blows the sail into a curved shape and then the wind traveling across this curve has the same effect that air over an airplane wing has (gasps) the air going over the curved part in the front has to accelerate which means it becomes low pressure the air behind the sail doesn't have to accelerate so it's high pressure so the difference in pressure propels the boat. Wow. Yeah, you get a force vector. But the thing is, the vector of the force is kind of, usually it's off to one side of the boat, right? It's not directly straight ahead. It's kind of pushing to the side. Like you said, you you uh, you tack a little bit, you go, uh, there's some what's called leeway, if you know the term. I don't. Right. Like we use it all the time and, oh, I need a little yeah, bit of leeway. I right, need a little leeway. Right.
1: Where does that come from?
0: From sailing, oh. because the lee is the side of the boat Opposite where the wind is coming from okay. right? So you get pushed um, Not directly in the direction You're pointing, you've got a little bit of leeway You go off to an angle a little bit To the side. Huh. Now, when your boat Does that, underneath the boat You've got another wing, the keel Oh, Yeah, and the keel in modern Boats is designed to function just like The sail, like a wing, and when it hits The water at an angle You know, with some angle of attack, you would say That also creates uh, A difference in pressure under the boat.
1: But using drag instead or like? No,
0: it's the same exact idea because huh. air and it's water, a fluid. it's just fluids. a denser fluid. Exactly, yeah. right? So the air going over uh, one side of the keel is low pressure. The other side is high pressure. And that also pushes on the boat. And the vector of that force from the keel is pointing the other direction from the vector from the, the force of the wind. Whoa. Yeah. And the net vector in the middle is the direction that the boat travels in. Wow. I know. No, I had no
1: clue. That, I, my, I'm like rethinking every video and movie and rich person thing that I've ever seen. Yeah. About boats.
0: It's actually a lot more interesting than I ever thought it was. Wow. I know. It's That's so cool. cool. And because of this, you can sail just about in any direction. You can't go straight into the wind. You've got to have a little bit of a, a like leeway. A little cut
1: into it? Yeah. yeah,
0: a little bit, but you can still travel faster than the wind is blowing and in just about any direction.
1: Wow, because it's really just about like how you can get that that airplane wing, yeah. if you will, to pick up the air. Yeah.
0: Wow. Isn't that amazing? That is amazing. So, thank you Samara for this wonderful question. Both because I my all my assumptions about everything were wrong, both about how, you know, pointing a fan at a sail couldn't possibly work and about just how sails work in general. So, I learned a ton on this one. This was so cool.
1: Whoa, Follow-up question. In a modern sailboat, you can't point a fan at the wing. I guess you could. It would have to be off to the side. But you could do it cuz yeah. you're just would the fan would just Turn the sail into the airplane wing shape that it needs to yeah. cut through the wind. Yeah. So it could work there too. It might ah!
0: even be better than the way we assume that sails should work with the fan directly <sighs> behind them, just off to the wow. side. Ah! <laughs>
1: that was awesome. So cool. Samara D, thank you for that question. Great. It was amazing. Great question. All right, let's take a quick break and we'll come back and we'll get to my question.
0: Welcome back to that's absurd. Please elaborate. We hope you're having a good time. I know we are so far. That sailboat thing still trips me up. Oh my god! I, I don't, don't even know what to think. We, we've got to we've got to continue on though because Trace, what is your question for this episode?
1: Uh my question also comes from a listener, although they didn't leave their name, which is too bad um but thank you for submitting questions to all of those who did and there are quite a few questions that we have, so we're really excited about that um so we're picking two this week in part to just encourage y'all to keep asking them and my question is what if all humans shared the same brain ooh it's weird to Ooh, think about yeah
0: i know what you're thinking
1: uh is what i'd say if that had what, your brain right that is what you would say there'd uh, be no
0: secrets and we have science
1: to support that say what now yes
0: somebody uh, else somebody with research dollars hang on and, we're gonna and, and get there good bind for this sort of thing has looked into this
1: so uh the actual question is worded like this what if all of humanity shared and was controlled by a single massive consciousness and that is a very interesting question that I sort of get to. But first, I wanted to say there are no species that actually share a brain. Mm. And thus, there's nothing in science, like hard science, that we can actually pull from in order to inspire this question. Okay. So instead of diving right into what if we all shared a massive consciousness and we were all controlled by that, I thought instead we should look at. Species that may share brains or have multiple brains, Mm. and there are some. But before we get into it, there are humans that share brains. Oh, okay. Yeah, they're called craniopagus twins. It's a type of conjoined twin. It's extremely rare, even for conjoined twins, which is already rare. It's Mm -hmm. actually the rarest form of conjoined twin. Yeah, I bet. And if you're not aware what a conjoined twin is, it's a twin that when born, it's two humans Mm -hmm. that are joined in some way. So like the phrase joined at a hip comes from that, where it's like you might have been born with, uh, you know, an arm that is shared with another human body. Right. Um, And if you are shared at the head. And that is the craniopagus twin. Mm. It's one in two and a half million live births. They don't typically survive very long after birth because it's kind of a tough way to live. Uh, And even with a low incidence, though, there are births every year this way. And every year a separation is attempted. um, And some do survive. Mm. There are examples all throughout medical history of uh, twins surviving this mainly in modern day because of, brain imaging we can kind of separate them safely Hmm, Uh, however sometimes their parents don't elect to separate which is the case of krista and tatiana hogan they were born in british columbia canada there's actually a documentary about them called inseparable and they are joined at the head But they are two separate bodies, two arms, two eyes, two noses, mouths, legs, you know, well, four legs and four arms, really. Mm -hmm. Um, But they are joined in a way that is so interesting and unique in all of science. It's called the thalamic bridge. Oh, okay. So the thalamus is a part of the brain. It's a relay station between uh, all different parts of the brain. So they all kind of go through the thalamus. Uh, Every sense that you experience, except olfaction, goes through the thalamus um, and it It also goes through some of the motor skill sections. Uh, and so this means these twins can do a lot of stuff that this question asker wants to know, or at least wants to kind of get insight into. So for example, uh, Krista's eyes, Tatiana can see out of them, Whoa! even though she is a different human. She can see through her eyes, and the reverse is also true, but Krista can only see out of one of Tatiana's two eyes, Mm. and they've proven this using experimentation. Tatiana controls three of Krista's arms and one leg. Uh, Krista controls three legs and one arm. Mm. Um, They can talk to each other without speaking. By thinking, they can talk in their head, as they call it. Yeah. They can literally read each other's minds. Oh, my goodness. It sounds incredible and amazing. Um, It's not all sunshine and rainbows. You know, they have a lot of other medical issues. They have diabetes. They have epileptic seizures. They have to have daily blood tests, take a lot of medication to stay alive. Uh, They're currently still alive. They're 16 years old. Wow. So they're teenagers now. But these most of the stuff about them happened when they were younger and they were, you know, children. So that now I I imagine they want more privacy. You know, they're getting to be adults. Yeah. Um, But they still are attached. One of the stories they had that their mom said is they'll be sitting quietly and all of a sudden one will grab a snack and give it to the other one. Nice. Because they were thinking about.
0: Hey, can you. That's so fascinating because it speaks a lot to like the nature of thought. Yeah. You know, like could could my thoughts be understood by another person? Right. If they could like tap into to it apparently I, I I imagine them you know growing up together probably helped that like it'd be interesting if you could now tap into my thoughts yeah if like, all
1: of a sudden you had a thalamic bridge yeah like would
0: they be indecipherable for some reason I don't know
1: I, I mean I feel like the brain is good enough at pattern recognition that even if for some reason our brains worked slightly differently eventually we would Figure it out
0: Yeah you could probably Eventually kind
1: of Crack the code Of what I'm thinking Yeah Yeah, exactly Just through experience Be Mm -hmm. like I'm hungry You know you'd eventually Figure out that That's what that means Just based on the behavior That you would do next Yeah Um, Or like just thoughts of You know Maybe they're totally
0: Inconsequential Like oh I don't like that the socks that he's wearing today you know yeah. something eventually like if you could figure out like yeah. hey you don't think those about my socks I like these, these mean yeah. a lot to me <laughs> these were an anniversary gift like, they
1: have uh, videos of them t- saying stuff like that where they're like how do you like being attached to your sister and they're like "Ugh, she's annoying <laughs> and then they're like oh but I love her anyway and then I, they like hug each other and stuff and it was really cute
0: Yeah, you wouldn't be able to hide it right so what would be the point this almost relates to your like lying question for yeah, a while true. ago yeah true
1: yeah cause like you couldn't hide things from each other at all and i wonder that's not really discussed in any of the things i could read about them but i wonder if they do have like covert thoughts like Mm. private thoughts that they have for themselves um because aside from seeing out of each other's eyes uh controlling the limbs that they share they can also share senses of touch and taste Uh, but that requires apparently work like they can't, they aren't just doing it all the time. Mm. So if I am one of the twins and I am eating, I don't know, a cherry, the other one, I can think to them, Hey, this tastes really good. You should taste it. And the other twin has to actively be like, Oh, I'm going to, let me come
0: on over I'm there. I'm going to hop over your mouth. and like
1: taste it out of your mouth. Oh yeah. It does taste nice. You know, it's like they aren't actively picking that up all the time, which I think is just wild. Um, huh?" Her mom was quoted saying that you can tickle one and the other one laughs. You can pinch one and the other one will cry. Um, when they were 11, a- an article read that they play together, they annoy each other, they support each other, they like the Power Rangers. <laughs> so they're just normal people who happen to also share this really interesting connection. And they also have different personalities. So they can read, they can write, they go to school, they go skiing, they can uh, swim, they have a bike that they can ride that's like designed special for them. Uh, they But they have different personalities. So t- Tatiana, or Tati, is outgoing mm-hmm. and she's high strung and Krista is shy and relaxed and poor, like tells poor jokes. Poor
0: Krista has to get dragged along with Tatiana <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> yeah. where My wife and I are like that where I'm the extrovert and she just really does not like social gatherings. So <laughs> imagine that, but she could never elect to stay home. Like, right. She always well,
1: at least maybe she could think that she wants to go home and you would know it like inherently mm, you could like feel nice. that that would or be nice maybe
0: like she could just bring along a pair of like noise canceling headphones in a book or something and like not really be involved <laughs> in whatever's happening
1: i wonder about that like at some point you know they're gonna want to do things completely separately i wonder if they'll i mean maybe, they have no experience of being separate like for them this is the only experience they've ever had there so. was
0: there was that other uh documentary called stuck on you yeah, that was, yeah.
1: That yeah. was about yeah. Yeah, yeah, conjoined
0: yeah. twins, and they have a reference at one point to one guy being like a star hockey player. And you know me, I love hockey, and I was like, <laughs> "How's that going to work?" And then they show them after they get separated, and he the turns out the star hockey player twin was a goalie, and so he's like standing in the wrong half, of, like one half of the net, like off to the side, because <laughs> his other twin used to just get hit by the puck. It's <laughs> like, like, okay, that's pretty good.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you just hire a really big goalie, isn't that? Possible? I don't that's, know what the rules are, but
0: uh, there's no rule that says you can't have one gigantic
1: goalie. Now I don't know about if conjoined twin counts as having two players on the ice. I don't you know. know. Great question. Depends right. on that's That gets to kind of why I wanted to focus a bit on Krista and Tatiana Hogan, mm-hmm. because it gets to the challenge of our sense of self, which I think this question does too. If we were all controlled by one massive consciousness, would we be individuals? Would we have a sense of self? Tati and Krista do have senses of selves, but they're not controlled by a separate consciousness. They are instead two separate beings who are connected through this bridge. Mm. So this brings me to animals with multiple brains. How do they work?
0: What animals have multiple
1: brains? Leeches. Oh, they have 32 brains. Wow. Yeah, they should be in charge. Leeches are interesting because they're segmented. Right. They're actually fascinating creatures. Like they have the best anticoagulant in the world like oh, right. that we know of. I mean, we actually cannot make an anticoagulant as good as what leeches make naturally, some species. And so they'll latch onto you. And you won't know they've latched on because they release an anticoagulant to keep the blood flowing and a very mild painkiller so you don't know that they're there. Mm -hmm. And their anticoagulant, like I said, is the best. Read about leeches. They're cool. So leeches are a type of organism that have segments. And each segment has its own brain. It's not really a brain. It's bits of ganglia, like bits of brain Mm. tissues. Um, But the segments are connected. So it's sort of like one brain, but in 32 little segments. It's a
0: distributed brain? Yeah,
1: it's a distributed brain, which insects also have. We see that in some insects like uh, there's a brain in the skull and then ganglia running along the body, which is why if you like cut the head off a cockroach, it can still run around for like days. Like They think they can actually get them to live like weeks just with no head because they have enough ganglia to kind of do some stuff. Mosquitoes are the same uh, where they have a brain in the skull and ganglia throughout the abdomen and stuff. And it gives them great reaction time, which is important if you're an insect. You don't want the animal that you're trying to prey on, if you're, say, a mosquito, to get you so you have to be able to get out of the way there are other animals with multiple brains for example cuttlefish Mm. they have three brains and they do different things so one might be for eating one might be for camouflaging and one might be for movement they coordinate but they aren't like run by a central brain Mm. for that you'd need an octopus right they have nine brains one in each arm right one in each arm and one in the central kind of part of their body pod the the
0: cephala part the, the foot head part
1: <laughs> yeah yeah the, cepha- the cephala the cephala <laughs> i think that's an official name this
0: <laughs> Well, they're cephalopods, right? That means foot head. Foot head. Yeah.
1: So they have uh, like this federal government in their head and then a bunch of local governments Ah, in their arms. I see. uh, And they divide the control. That's how I like to think about it. And they actually tested the arms to see if they could navigate a maze on their, not like cut one off and see if it could go, but they, to have kind of this local control versus central control. And it turned out. The central brain knew what the arms were doing, but sometimes the arms just did their own thing. So I wonder when you see like video of an octopus and they're just kind of like their arms are kind of like swirling around. Yeah like sort of in this beautiful motion, but they don't seem to be really coordinated, that might be that the local arm is in control. And then mm. when they all move together, like they're swimming, that might be central brain control.
0: It's like the Dr. Strangelove hand where it just it does whatever it wants and <laughs> you're not really in charge. Yeah, exactly. So It's, it's an like, old-timey reference. Your dad will get that reference. My, yeah,
1: everyone's dad. <laughs> the cephalopod, I think, was the closest I could find where it's like a central consciousness that controls all of these other things Mm -hmm. but it did seem within the octopus research that what they found is that that central brain does most of the work when they're coordinating but the arms can kind of do their own thing when they're separated even if they're cut off from the octopus they still try and find food but they try and put it back into the mouth of the octopus that it's no longer attached to so it doesn't really work they're so dedicated. There are also animals, by the way, with no brains. Just fun sidebar. Like I know. I've met Sponges.
0: Riding my motorcycle over here. I think I saw a few.
1: Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> LA traffic <laughs> joke. Um, but like sponges, they actually have no brain. They have some brain tissue, but they have genes that code for brain tissue, but they don't actually have any.
0: Wow. So even though Patrick Starr is the dumb one, SpongeBob doesn't have a brain.
1: Yeah. Wow. That's right. He's brainless. It's just acting on instinct. That's why he's so happy. Yeah. Oh my god. Ignorance is bliss. It all makes sense now. <laughs> So if we were controlled by one massive consciousness, what can we learn from all of these kind of scientific animals? We've got an octopus, totally works. All of the things feed the central purpose. The Tatiana and Krista Hogan, they they have their two separate thoughts and they aren't really controlled by a central consciousness. But I think what we can learn from them and what I think answers this question is... They are very empathetic to each other. They know what each other are feeling and thinking. So maybe if we had one massive consciousness and we also somehow had some independence, like an octopus arm, we would be... Uh, doing our own things until the central consciousness need us to do something but in doing so we would also you know feel more empathetic toward Mm. each other and we would maybe you know have more understanding have more sharing maybe less fear
0: who's in charge of the central consciousness great question don't know don't know is it like a democratic it's you julian you are the central consciousness i knew it (laughs) i knew i was destined for big things I would just use it to feed myself snacks. Well, I, would I mean, just you have, have billions of snacks, snacks, constant, possible yeah, would, snacks from all over have the, the world. I'd to tr- Tune it so, like, somebody like on the other side of the planet doesn't just suddenly sit and bolt upright and go, like, I gotta get him some Doritos, and yeah. then, like I'm running.
1: I thought about <laughs> that too. If we were all connected in the way that like Tatiana and Chris are connected, you could just like think hard and be in Paris. But you'd be like in someone seeing through someone else's eyes or like eating at any restaurant in the world at any time that they're open. You could just think about it and you'd be tasting the food in whatever person happens to. I think it. You just quantum leap into there. Yeah. Yeah, I think the thing about this is what would happen is it would make us realize that we are not individuals at all, Mm. that at any given time, and I've thought about this my whole life, at any given moment, someone is doing probably the exact thing that you are doing, almost to the detail. Mm. You know, someone is playing the same video game, maybe not at the exact same point, but like close to it, someone's, you know, pooping, same time you are, you know, someone is (laughs) coughing, sneezing, sleeping, eating, eating the same thing you're eating, like, because there are billions of us so if we were all connected basically anything you want to do at any time you could probably do
0: yeah the implications very are, are wonderful and horrifying
1: yeah yeah it really is so on some level uh it would be awful and yet we're sort of trying to do that
0: it would make solving murders so easy oh would it yeah right I guess you could just, just think about like, be like who did this <laughs> plug into the consciousness and see who's got a memory of committing murder. Yeah.
1: I guess it would still be like a brain though at the end of the day. So you'd have to like, think about where was I on Thursday? and you'd get 9 billion Thursdays. Mm, Yeah, you'd have to refine the search. Yeah, and I I don't know know how we would do that without technological help, which brings me to the next bit of my question. Oh, I was going to
0: ask if there's some technological way of doing this. Yeah,
1: and so right now, we don't have any technological way of reading thoughts. Like, there are AI programs that claim to, and there are things that we think that we can do. Um, And there are people working on BCIs, brain-computer interfaces, that can connect two people together. Um, You know, they have done experiments where somebody moves someone else's arm or like a rat tail uh, using a brain computer interface. Yeah. So all of that is totally doable. Uh, However, BCIs are risky, can cause infections, get removed immediately upon the sign of any infection whatsoever. Uh, You can't just like implant it and wirelessly connect to each other. Yet- so the question is, in a 100 years, could we? In a 1,000 years, will we? Who would sign up for it, though? Yeah. Like, what do you get from it other than you can experience all these things? But at the same time, if you ask somebody in 1900 who would sign up for Instagram like to see photos of other people, and it's not even that now, who would sign up to see short video clips of other people doing things? They might not be interested.
0: It does sound, when you put it that way, it does sound a half step away from just plugging into like, mm, I wonder what this Michelin restaurant in Paris is like, and yeah. then
1: just like
0: and tapping into in, somebody uh, eating there. And if you're in
1: InstaThought, yeah. you could just, like, I'm going to log into thought and see what's going on in Morocco today.
0: O u g h t,
1: not T-H-O-T, right? Cause I mean, a lot there of would be a verse that's like, rule 34, there <laughs> would definitely that, be Insta That already exists, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. We've got but InstaThought. you can just feel it. Like, that's something else I did actually think about, you know, adult style, but like, if you wanted to get laid and you had a brain connection to everyone, yeah. someone's banging right now. Yeah. And whatever no, way that. you want to be banging. Not going to lie. Is- and to be honest, if it were a social network, there'd be people who would be doing it constantly because they'd be being paid to do it. Be like, Mm. oh, we always have to have somebody somewhere Mm. doing this.
0: Mm. Yeah, we're instantly going
1: dystopian, aren't we? Well, Uh. it gets a little weird. Oh, man. But I do want to end on a positive note. Sure. Imagine, though, like it it might be scary, but imagine if you could share more than just experiences, which is sort of how we're used to seeing it. Like we're thinking of it as as the apps we have. Mm -hmm. But if we think of it like the Hogan's, they can feel each other's feelings. Yeah. They don't just like taste and see and move. Like they can feel each other's feelings on a level that we can't. So imagine if you could share the feeling of your sports team winning whenever you wanted. Yeah. I don't you know. You know, like that, you just tap into somebody who's like, my sports team just won this, or I just graduated from this thing that I'd worked at forever. I bet you the things that we would value would be much more like, feeling y and emotiony than they are like, oh, I recorded uh, you know, myself in a janitorial bucket flying down the <laughs> road. It hey. would be like I just spent 50 years doing this thing and succeeded today. And if you could save that emotional feeling, holy crap, would people want that? You know, the payoff would be huge. Listen,
0: as a Sharks fan, I would give anything (laughs) to feel the feeling of my team winning something. Okay,
1: (laughs) I get it. I I I grew up in Michigan. Okay, sports references aside, we were Lions people. I
0: don't care if you can read my thoughts and see see me naked when I'm in. In my private spaces, I so badly need that team to win a championship.
1: (laughs) I would pay anything. I want to know how it feels. (laughs) And on that happy note. (laughs) Yeah. I think that answers the question. You know, what if all humans shared the same brain? We would feel more empathetic. We might be more connected if it were internet-y or like technological. You know, it might change everything in terms of how we interact and what's valuable. Could be really cool. Could be really awful. Like, kind of anything would be both yeah there's there's potential for both
0: wait a minute (gasps) i had a thought if you did want to hide your thoughts from somebody what if you thought in a different language they didn't speak
1: wouldn't they just be able to speak it too probably dang it because they just tap into that it would just be like all of the brains everywhere are just software it'd be like the matrix sort (gasps) of like you just know know yeah because somebody else knows it so you just tap into it I like this, I'm all for it I've
0: radically changed my opinion now (laughs) Well, I'm glad I was on the fence, no more I want to know kung fu
1: (laughs) I'm glad, because in that brownie earlier was a chip
0: (laughs) It was a pill
1: Oh no Ah Ah, And now
0: I kick you across the room Once we cut audio (laughs) We'll have a kung fu fight in the studio
1: (laughs) Wait, where's the bonanza theme again? (laughs) And then we're fighting. (laughs) Uh, thank you guys for listening to That's Absurd. Please elaborate. I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, this week's episode, we want to thank specifically our two question askers, one from Anonymous. Yes, and the other from Samara D. Thank you so much for submitting those questions. If you all want to submit questions, you can do it looking in the show notes. There's a form or you can go to our website, that's absurd show.com. You can also listen to the show there if you like. Every episode is there, uh, as well as art that we make for every individual episode of our show uh, that we create just for you, just to give you a reason to go to our website something visual for our podcast medium <laughs> we we came from YouTube okay we have no idea how I to do audio no clue what's going on <laughs> I'd like to thank all of you for listening I'd also like to thank you Julian for being here and being our co-host oh, thanks grace and uh, also our editor Kyle Sisk play the bonanza theme <laughs> <laughs> we don't have the rights to that don't we, we don't. Marimba, music <laughs> marimba music away marimba music away marimba me out <laughs> Thanks again for listening. We will see you in two weeks for our next episode.